Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai 32 years and counting. This was one of the most incredible weeks for me professionally because two things happened that just we're so special. And it's apropos to the show we're going to have today because it involves innovation and new tools. My guest at 815, calling in from Bakersfield, is the great Terry Glass. David Rosen set it up, who I know forever from the car and tire business. But Terry Glass is in the business of fabricating new tools that farmers need modifying the tools that they need. Imagine making a living depending on Mother Nature. It's not like, you know, you and me waking up and going to a job, whatever it is. It's different. You don't make any money until you're harvesting the crop. Until then, you're poor all year, and then you're rich when the harvest comes. It's not a consistency. And if the weather ain't right, Maybe the harvest gets upset and all of a sudden you're in trouble. But to deal with that unpredictable world, the farmer needs to fabricate custom tools. It's a fascinating subject, and I thought about it all week because I don't care what you do for a living. There is a place in your world where customizing and innovating a new tool makes a difference in art, in sports, in surgery, my world. This week on Wednesday, I'm scrubbing at the sink to start my surgeries. And I look behind me. I don't know why. There's a lot of equipment and tools. And sitting behind me is the ultra drive. The tools that I invented in the 80s while I was still a resident. Waking my wife up at two o'clock in the morning after going to the dentist to get my teeth clean going, I just got a great idea. I'm going to use these dental cleaning idea of ultrasonic moving chisels. I'm just going to make those chisels bigger, the ones that an orthopedic surgeon uses on your knee, your hip, your shoulder, bigger than what a dentist uses. Two o'clock in the morning, she says, can we go back to sleep now? I said, yeah. And all these years later, millions of cases all over the world, there it was. The ultra drive behind me, quietly, as though it was watching me scrub at the sink. And about 20 different different tool tips with barcodes on them that they sell. And no one told me. It's just routine now. In every operating room in the world that does orthopedic surgery, you'll see the tools I invented. It was awesome to have this quiet reminder 
And I was blessed this week, just coincidentally, that the boss, the CEO, the president of Zimmer Biomet, Brian Hansen, came to visit Los Angeles, thanks to the great Jeff Busey, and was in my office on Thursday for a half an hour. And what did he want to know most about? The La Brea Tar Pits project that I'm doing with the saber-toothed tiger, which you've heard about. But this show, believe me, there aren't other orthopedic surgeons on the radio. Talking sports, talking art, talking surgery. And Brian Hansen is now a Weekend Warrior fan. Welcome to the congregation, Brian. We love having you. It made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art, sports, and surgery. My guest today, 15, is going to talk about fabricating new tools for farmers. This is a crazy topic. Where do you see the world, the life of a farmer in art, in sports, and surgery, and the need for these new tools? Oh, boy. I came upon some great stuff. Steve Paulette has some unbelievable sound bites for us. But let me just tease you a little bit. It involves this guy. Can you play? It's Neil Young. Let's go back to the beginning. Hey, hey, my, my. That is Neil Young, who can just say, hey, hey, my, my, and it sounds like the most beautiful song ever. But that's a soundbite from Neil Young playing in 1985 at Farm Aid, the brainchild of Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson recognized you can customize tools for farmers, and we'll get into it, wait till you hear about the soundbites and the world of sports, of fabricating farm tools. He went from being a Pakistani refugee here in America in 1967 as a 15-year-old to become one of the richest men in the world. Talk about the American dream. But it involves fabricating farm tools. Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. But in the world of art, what does a farmer need as much as new tools, the tool he needs is a lawyer because you got to keep that bank from taking your land when the harvest isn't so successful because of Mother Nature. And that's what Willie Nelson did. And we'll get into that in a second. Clapper Vision, my good buddy Kurt Sandoval, I'm going to be on TV with him tomorrow. You don't want to miss it after the basketball game on ABC. And that's the Clapper Vision because I went over it. With Kurt Sandoval, he taped it, and it'll be on Sunday, about the kinetic chain and Anthony Davis. Achilles tendinosis, hyperextended knee, groin injury. Is there a connection to those injuries? Yes, there is. And I want you to understand the anatomy, and the clapper vision will be putting gasoline into your car, a liquid that ultimately ends up with those tires rolling, 
because the engine works propelling you forward in your car. What does liquid gasoline have to do with moving you forward? How does that work? How is that connected? Well, that's a chain of events, and that's exactly how your body works. They're connected. We call it the kinetic chain, and there's a difference when you exercise with your foot on the ground doing lunges and squats. That's called a closed chain versus leg curls, freely done with an autolus. That's an open chain exercise. These are very important differences, and we'll get into that as the clap revision today. And don't forget, the clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. But let's get into the whole idea of customizing for a farmer tools, only the tool is a legal defense fund. Let's listen to Willie Nelson and how this got started in 1985. Musicians know as well as anybody else what's going on out in the heartland because we go up and down the highway all the time and we talk to people. I saw farmers around me going out of business because they couldn't pay their bills. And I didn't realize it was getting worse until I was talking to some of my farmer and rancher buddies in Texas. And they said, it's really worse up in the Midwest. I called some friends of mine and 21 days later, we had our first farm aid. And the aid, initially the idea was let's have them save their land as if you can give the farmer money. There's not enough money you can raise. The byproduct of farm aid that was huge was creating FLAG, Farmers Legal Assistance Group. Fascinating how this turn of events took place. The farm crisis of the 1980s was a cruel and bitter season of loss. Sometimes we feel like we've been used. Farm after family farm faced foreclosure. An American way of life was dying. The governor of the nation's farm credit system warned today that it could collapse within two years, dragging the rest of the economy with it, unless the government provides cash for a bailout. 1985. Willie Nelson was appearing at the Illinois State Fair. He had a regular visitor there. Yeah, who's the regular visitor to Willie Nelson? The governor. He'd come out and we'd sit on the bus and talk and drink a beer or something and talk about things. He was the governor, Jim Thompson. And he was telling me how bad it was getting for the farmer, for the small family farmer. After he told me what he did and we realized how important it was, 21 days later, we had our first farm aid. That first farm aid made national news. Willie Nelson isn't waiting for Washington. He's busy organizing a benefit concert to raise money for farmers. Because it was a crisis. It's still a tough go, though, for small family farms in the U.S. More than 100,000 farms have been lost in the last 10 years. There's a feeling that, like, they're losing it for all those generations of their family who managed to hold on to it till now. And I think that is, that's a lot of pressure and that's a lot of um, stress on farmers in rural America right now. I'm not talking about the corporate farmer. I'm talking about the family farmer. Travel across rural America these days and small family farms are dwarfed by their neighbors. For many, it feels like David versus Goliath. A guy with a couple hundred acres versus a guy with thousands and thousands of acres is, uh, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. That's right. It's like playing poker with somebody and you've got a hundred bucks and they've got a million bucks. 
Just like the first farm aid, when Willie reached out to a few friends, Neil Young, John Cougar, Body a concert happens. A concert happens. He raises awareness. Yes, you can change the, the world one person at a time. Don't feel that you're just too small. You can do it. He did it. Willie, in his ingenious way of sensing something, knew that it needed to be spoken. It wasn't spoken before. There weren't the words there. He said, we're about creating awareness. Sure, we want to raise money, but we really want to raise awareness. Farmers then felt seen, and they had strength to carry on in many cases that they didn't have before. But the success, the tool, the custom tool that Willie Nelson gave a farmer is not something he uses on the field. It's a legal defense fund. In the countryside in the 1980s, there were no legal resources available for folks, even though they had legal rights. Seeing that farmers who are feeding the nation are in need of food stamps really struck home to me. It was so blatant what was going on. It was a situation where knowledge and legal tools were so powerful. Fascinating. That's where this all ended up, creating a legal defense fund, the ultimate custom tool for a farmer. What an advocate would have ideally is a lawyer in the background where you can get answers to technical, difficult questions. What FLAG does, the government should be doing. It should be like the public defender's office. Farmers should have that same kind of ability to be represented, and that's what FLAG is. They have served as a hugely crucial nerve system to all the advocates in the country. It's fascinating. I'm going to get into the whole idea of sports. Wait till you hear this American dream story about fabricating custom farm tools by Shad Khan, who now is a billionaire and owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning. Then with my friend, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Ah, I love it. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Un giorno al mare è meglio che un giorno in a lavorare. Ah, I love it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. I am an old woman. Named after my mother My old man is another Child that's grown old Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's the great Bonnie Raitt. Why is Steve Paulette playing Bonnie Raitt on a show that involves Farm Aid and the billionaire Shad Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because Bonnie Raitt 
including John Cougar Mellencamp and Willie Nelson and Neil Young, was farm aid in 1985, and it's still going on. What a beautiful voice she is. Angel from Montgomery. She is an angel, Bonnie Raitt. All right, the number is 877-710-ESPN. The clinic will be open. The lines are lit up. Just hang in there because this segment, if you have a moment, pull your car off the side of the road if you're listening while you're driving. You want to hear the most incredible American dream story. It's the one you're about to hear. Coming to this country from Pakistan in 1967 as a 15-year-old to go to college at the University of Illinois in the rural campus, Champaign-Urbana, to study first architecture and then engineering is Shad Khan. And no one will hire him after he finishes college because you need a green card. But you can't get a green card unless you have a job. Talk about a catch-22. That's the definition of it. But listen to how making farm tools and what this man did is one of the most inspiring stories you'll ever hear. And it's apropos to my guest at 815, Terry Glass, who does this. Let's listen to the story of Shad Khan being interviewed. You know, I had seen a book when I was 10 with Frank Lloyd Wright. And I had no idea, uh, you know, who he was. And, you know, it really, really fascinated me. And then my dad would, as a job, would call on people selling surveying equipment. Uh, This is in Pakistan. And in those days, most of uh, the consulting engineers were out of Chicago. So he got a dream. He's in Pakistan. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Illinois. And I want to be like the architect, Frank Lloyd Wright. I came by myself, and really I think, you know, one of the interesting things is, which is still true, uh, about, uh, you know, you come here, you get a degree, and then um, you, you can't get a job because uh, you, need, you need a green card yeah. to get a job. And uh, how do you get a green card? Well, you've got to have a job. So uh, it's like 40 years later, or plus, it's still true. Yes. But what did he do when he got off the plane by himself, 15 years old, with $500 in his pocket to start college? Where where do you sleep? What do you eat? Nobody. He's by himself. What does he do? I mean, the first job I had, I, you know, I got here, it was a lot of snow. And I had like 500 bucks. There's no snow in Pakistan. I had never (laughs) seen snow. I didn't know it existed. And boy, what a... Uh, what a horror show that was, you know, you, you know <laughs> Jesus, you know, this is Frank Lloyd Wright. I never saw a picture had any snow in it. And uh, uh, so um, <laughs> I got there. I have 500 bucks and I, you know, bus drops me off uh, at the Atlanta Union. And, you know, they're charging like eight bucks a night. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. It's too expensive. Is there something cheaper? And they said, go down to the YMCA. The Y will be $2. And he's going to get a job for $1.20 an hour as a dishwasher. And he thinks he hit the lottery. So, you know, I trudged over there. They said, yeah, two bucks a night. So 67, um, you know, I, and it's so here, you know, 
you're out three, four bucks by the time you've had a couple of meals. And, and I couldn't believe it. They were hiring dishwashers, you know, which is right on Wright Street. And uh, I walked in, got a job. As a dishwasher. As a dishwasher. Yeah, I worked in the bowling alley. They asked, do you know how to fix a bowling alley? Sure. I have no idea how to fix a bowling You do what you got to do. That's how I paid for college. It was absolutely perfect. And, you know, for me, it was a huge amount of empowerment, quite frankly. I mean, as I look on it, because I'm going to control my destiny. And what a great country, you know, that you can come here, get a job, and the next day without doing anything, I'm making more than, you know, 99% of the people in Pakistan. And and so tell when you're making more than 99% of the people, your hourly wage, washing dishes. Yeah, it was buck-20. A buck-20. Yeah, exactly. I went to college to get into medical school. You got to be a biology major. But all of a sudden, I discovered the world of art history because Columbia University made me take a class in art history. And I made a left turn and I switched and became an art history major when everyone at school said, you better not do that. You'll never get into medical school. He He wanted to be an architect, but he had to make a left turn because you're not gonna make a living. As an architect, in his mind, you gotta be an engineer. Listen to why he changed. You know, engineering hall, uh, where the placement office was, I mean, you walk through it, uh, and they would have the list up, you know, recruiters and what the average salaries were, and uh, architectural engineers were right at the bottom. Uh, so it was, hey, I'm from a third world country, I understand money, uh, and uh, so it's, uh, you know, money gives you choices. It was pretty easy for me. Okay. But, you know, it's a lot of fun, and I can sketch buildings and houses in my spare time, but I think I don't want to make a living in that. So. so here's where the farming connection comes in. He finishes as an engineer from the University of Illinois, and no one will hire him except one guy, a farmer who has a secondary business welding and fabricating metal tools, customizing tools for farmers. He thinks he's a big shot engineer now. Sorry, buddy. This dirty, filthy job in a blacksmith's place is all you're going to get. But when God gives you lemons, you can make lemonade. And Shad Khan made lemonade. You know, I finished, and it's kind of strange. Uh, you know, I was done before, a month before my 20th birthday. And uh, so um, I just started looking for a job. And I would go door to door, Um, so, and of all the places, uh, you know, I found a job at a blacksmith shop. Shad Khan now owns one of the largest yachts in the world. What's the name of that yacht? Kismet. What does Kismet mean? It means it ain't luck. It's happenstance. It's Kismet that he should get. The only job he could get is to work for a metal fabricator to make custom tools for farmers because that launched his entire billion-dollar career. It was kind of a brutal work environment because farmers would come in, and I think if you want, you know, and they would, you know, they'd want equipment made, so you would measure it, and uh, pickup trucks were... uh, work vehicle in those Mm. days. I mean, they were not recreational vehicles. So you would measure them and you would fabricate parts. The farmers came in. And it was, you would have 
you know, cut up a bunch of parts, weld them, grind them, and uh, uh, make them one at a time. <laughs> so it was really, really hard work. So the idea, and you know, and this is, we're talking about Chicago Ideas Week, there had been ideas about why not make it out of one piece. And uh, it would make things so much easier, but nobody would have been able to do it. Nobody was able to do it. But he's got an engineering degree. Go to the library. Figure out how to do it. You know, I just started going to the library at night. I mean, it was for me to really kind of make it easier for me if we could do it out of one piece. And, you know, came up with a technology that would uh, just, it would be a seamless part uh, and uh, would be a lot easier to make. And with that, obviously, came a lot of benefits. Mm -hmm. um, uh, most importantly for the owner of the company, we could charge more and our costs were really less. Okay. And uh, so we did that, and you know, after two years, the, he was a farmer, and he said, you know, I can't believe it. I've made more money you know, in the last year than all my life put together. Uh, this thing isn't gonna last, so uh, you know, can you help me sell the company? He sells it, and now Shad Khan decides, I don't wanna work for anybody. I'm gonna start my own company from nothing. You could make parts even lighter, uh, cheaper, uh, and um, it would really help with fuel economy. So, you know, I just kind of got a loan, SBA loan, <laughs> left and just started my own shop. So you started your own shop. Yeah. Got a small business loan, started yeah. your own shop. Yep, yeah. So, so got some customers. Yep. Um, it was this concept, you know, GM was very interested in it. So uh they were my first customer how do you like that he goes to detroit from illinois not that far and says i got the best idea for a new bumper cold calls gm gets into general motors he's in his early 20s started it from scratch but here's what happened if you can come up with a concept that would make it uh, even lighter um, he'd be able to save his job so I had an idea for him, which they couldn't do inside GM, and he said, you know, if you can do it, I can get you a purchase order. And in those days, you know, SBA required a purchase order to sure. be able to get more money. So he starts making money, except one problem happens. They love it so much, they want to do it themselves without him. And so now he's out of work. For me, it was, you know, you come up with something which they never thought you could do, uh, now they see how the process works, and uh, so one thing I'm proud of, the first month I started, we were profitable, you know, so, uh, which was great because our whole source of growth was banks, and you had to make money to be able to borrow money. But uh, within the first year, you know, GM called me and said, look, uh, we got good news that we never thought these ideas would work. The bad news is we're gonna go across the board on our vehicles and we have no place for you because you're too small. So you're out, have a good day. Now he has no business. What do you do? You wanna go feel sorry for yourself? Not Shad Khan. Listen to what he does with this brilliant work ethic and ideas that he has. He goes back to the campus. So. Here you've started a business, you've been successful, and basically you don't have a customer. So again, um, you know, I said, okay, what, the only thing I can do now is go where customers 
you know, can value some of the ideas and are not driven by this mindset. And really, I took some graduate students from Japan at the U of I, said, you know, you're getting a free trip back to Japan, you've got to translate for me. And I cold called on Isuzu, Mitsubishi, all the people, and, uh, you know, got their business. He bangs on the door of the Japanese car companies. And guess what happens? And of course, they were, their mindset was, oh, okay, uh, you know, you can make money because our costs were such where we could add a huge amount of value for them. And for then number of years, um, every truck that came from Japan, we had the bumpers on. Every truck had the bumpers on. He became a billionaire and ultimately bought. He wanted to buy in 2010 the Rams. That didn't happen. So the next team that came, became available because he wanted to buy an NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shad Khan now owns a football team in the NFL. I've never met this man, but I am so proud of him. And it all began because of fabricating custom tools for a farmer, which we're going to hear about at 8.15. It's so inspiring. Cannot, I mean, it's just great to share the story with you. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. The lines are lit up. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, I got to talk about food. Fabricating a food, customizing it. You know how much I love chocolate. The greatest thing you can do in the world of chocolate, in my opinion, is have a scoop of chocolate ice cream with a scoop of chocolate Italian ices together in the bowl. I searched for the best chocolate Italian ices, and guess what happened this week? I found it Hello there. in a company called Absolute Fruit. What does chocolate have to do with fruit? Wait till I tell you about the greatest and chocolate ices you'll ever have in your life. Dr. Clapper. Ugh, life-changing. I'll get into it, and I'll tell you where you can get it. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. by ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles neighborhood. Do you need health insurance? Visit healthforcalifornia.com. Big money is available to you.
Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Cherry Bomb. John Cougar Mellencamp, who was there. Farm Aid, 1985. Cherry Bomb. You know what I think about? I think about when I graduated from Firecrackers, going to Chinatown in New York, illegal at the time in New York when I was growing up. And then my friend Lauren said, you know, there's something called an M80. What the hell's that? Oh, and it's got a waterproof wick. What do I care if it's waterproof? Oh, no. You put an M80. You try to put it down the hole of a sewer, and the whole sewer head comes flying out of the street. He goes, but Robbie, you know what's even better? I said, what? He goes, a cherry bomb. I go, what's a cherry bomb? Oh, it looks like a Bing cherry, but it's like an M80. And it also has a waterproof wick. And it fits down the hole of the sewer manhole cover better. So now you talk about juvenile delinquents. This is what I, this is what I ran around with when I was a kid. Can I tell you something? And the women listening right now, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I've got news for you. Every guy listening right now to this show is going, tell me more, Dr. Clapper. What you do with the cherry bomb in the sewer manhole cover? I'll tell you what I did. I lit that fuse. Could have blown up in my hand. God knows I'd never be a surgeon. And I dropped it down the hole of that manhole cover on Point Breeze Place in Far Rockaway. And you know what happened? Two seconds later, boom! That manhole cover went flying in the air. It's like the greatest moment of my life up until then. Who needs a bar mitzvah when you can blow up manhole covers? Great moment in my life when I hear that song, Cherry Bomb. I'm sure John Cougar Mellencamp is not thinking about M80s and cherry bombs like Robbie Clapper does. Ugh, fun to go down memory lane, even though it's only the memories and my in ahead. All right, let's open the clinic. I'm excited. Let's do some orthopedic surgery, some Clapper vision. What a great week I had seeing patients. So many weekend warriors, too. I really appreciate it. Thanks for telling your friends, your family, and being a part of the congregation. Let's open the lines up. There's no reason to even give the number. They're all lit up. Let's go to Lydia. Lydia, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Lydia, and I'm so happy to hear you. Remind me, how young are you and what do you do for a living? I'm 64. I'm retired. I work for the telephone company, Southern California Edison. Oh, wow, but wow. Um, What did your father do for a living? He was a precision grinder. He made airplane parts for McDonnell Douglas. There you go. So he knows what it's like to work in metal and fabricate it. You better listen at 815. Terry Glass is going to teach us how he does that very thing that your dad did for farmers in Bakersfield. That's fantastic. Yes. And how about yes. your mom? Did she work or she stayed at home? No, my mom was a nurse. Oh, wow. My mom was a nurse, too. Did you know that? Yes, I knew that. You know, I take care of movie stars and professional athletes. It's a real fun time for me in life as an orthopedic surgeon for 32 years in the middle of Hollywood and Beverly Hills. But the greatest joy, Lydia, I get in my life is when I get to take care of a nurse. Because that's my way of honoring my mother, the nurse. So you and I yeah. are going to have fun together today because your mom's a nurse. So what, <laughs> what can I do for you? What hurts? How can I help? 
Well, I'm calling you back. I had the MRI done on my right shoulder. Oh, great. You got the MRI in front of you? Well, I have the verbiage. Good. I'll take that. So go to the part that says impression and read it slowly so that I can interrupt and give you a clap revision. Okay. MRI examination of the right shoulder demonstrating marked synovitis involving the glenohumeral joint. Okay, so the ball and socket joint of your shoulder, the glenoid is the socket, the humeral head is the ball. Synovitis, itis, means inflammation, right? So appendicitis is inflammation of your appendix. Tendonitis is inflammation of the tendon. These are things that are uh, on fire, in flames, like getting poked in the eye. It gets red, swollen. That's what itis means. What is synovitis? Synovitis is the lining of the joint that makes the motor oil, the lubricating fluid called synovial fluid, and your shoulder joint is inflamed. Just like it's red and swollen when you get poked in the eye, well, the inside of your shoulder is inflamed. Why would your shoulder be inflamed? Guess why? Something's injured. Is it a traumatic injury? Or is it because you're 64 and, as we say at Cedars, you got altacocaritis? You're getting old. You have arthritis. The cartilage is wearing out. Go ahead. Read the next sentence. Uh, it's actually as a result of a acupuncturist, Mish, who stuck me in my right shoulder and in the upper area where your arm bends. So, anyway, I will go forward. As well as the long head, biceps, tendon, sheath. Accompanied by a few small subcortial fasci of crystal change erosion involving the humeral head. So you have arthritis. What does that mean? That means your kitchen, which is a clapper vision, your kitchen has linoleum. The surface is the meniscus in the knee. It's the labrum in the shoulder. The, the surface is the linoleum. But if you've got damage to your linoleum because the termites ate the wood under the linoleum, that's why the floor is cracking and sinking. It's not because of the linoleum is bad. It's because the undersurface has cracked. That's a different cartilage. That's articular cartilage. You have termites in your shoulder, basically. You have damage deeper than the surface. You're going to need, when the pain becomes intolerable, you're obviously going to try physical therapy first. You're going to try to do everything to avoid it. You're not going to let the doctor stick cortisone or stem cells or synvisc or it. No needles. Be holistic. No needles into your shoulder. You'll do some physical therapy, some exercise. But if this shoulder continues to wake you up at night and it's miserable, that's one of the cases, surgeries that I did this week was a reverse shoulder replacement, which is one of the most incredible operations that I do because God gave us the ball in the socket in one direction and we reverse it. And it's really a joy. I just love doing that operation because it gives people their lives back again. And I'm not saying you need surgery now, but your synovitis comes from the fact that you don't have cartilage anymore in your shoulder. That's where it's coming from. So have you been going to physical therapy for the shoulder? No. That's um, where you got to go first. You go, you go to physical therapy first. Make that doctor send you to therapy. And I will tell you, Lydia, go. If it doesn't get better, give it a month, six weeks. If it doesn't get better, then you call my office. You win the prize this week. It'll be my pleasure if you want to help you. 
to take you to the next level. But let's hope and pray that the physical therapy keeps you out of the surgeon's office, which is my office. Know what I mean? Yes. Yes. All right, Lydia. God um, bless you. And listen, you're a total stranger. Look what I just did for you, right? I want you today. Yes. I want you, Lydia, today. You find a total stranger. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Uh, Dr. Clapper, I just wanted to let you know this shoulder, the acupuncture was done August 21st, 2019. I've been in pain since 2019. Well, you got a reason for the pain. The reason for the pain is you are bone on bone. You're basically, you've got a car with the brakes squeaking, but it ain't the brake pad anymore. You cracked the rotor. Capiche? Okay. It's a deeper problem. So go to physical therapy. Forget with the acupuncture right now. Go back. Go to physical therapy, okay. and, and I'm optimistic you're going to get better. All right? All right, let's take a break. Right. We'll uh, pay some bills. You're very welcome. We'll pay some bills. Coming up next, I'm going to keep the clinic open, and i got to tell you where. The best Italian ices. Why, why did I discover the two scoops, one scoop of chocolate ice cream, and one scoop of chocolate sorbet, S-O-R-B-E-T, better known as Italian ices to me, together in the same dish. It's like one plus one is seven. You put those two scoops together. But the best chocolate ices I ever had, I found this week. Not only is it ices, it has chocolate chips in the Italian ices. I don't know, it's like a genius. We'll get into that. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710. ESPN. When I think back about those days, all Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again Life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I know many of you are listening in the car. You're on the road again. That's the great Willie Nelson. 88 years old, something like that. Still doing it. But he'll always have a warm place in my heart for creating Farm Aid. Because in schlepping around all over the country, he, he talks to people. And he particularly talks to people who listen to country music, and those are farmers. 
And this is what he said. Musicians know as well as anybody else what's going on out in the heartland because we go up and down the highway all the time and we talk to people. I saw farmers around me going out of business because they couldn't pay their bills. And I didn't realize it was getting worse until I was talking to some of my farmer and rancher buddies in Texas. And they said, it's really worse up in the Midwest. I called some friends of mine and 21 days later, we had our first farm aid. And 45 years later, they're still doing it. And just like the first farm aid, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, and Bonnie Raitt will perform. I called a few friends of mine, and uh, next thing you know, we had it. They do show up. They do show up for the farmers, and I think for you too, Willie. Sure they do. Told. Yeah, they do. That's a beautiful thing he does. All right, let's keep the clinic open. The number's 877-710-ESPN. Let's do some clapper vision, and I got to talk about the kinetic chain with Anthony Davis and being on with Kurt Sandoval tomorrow after the basketball game, you'll be able to see me with a Zoom interview. Oy vey. I hate this Zoom business. I'd rather be in the studio. Right away they tell me, oh, there's too much light coming in your office in the back. So I turn the screen. So I'm now I'm like cramped into my bookcase as I'm trying to talk to Kurt Sandoval. Anyway, it should be hilarious, actually. It'll be on ABC tomorrow. Let's go to Jay. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Cropper. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. How um, young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm 40 years old, and I'm a sports journalist. Get out of here. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, in print? What's a sports journalist? What do you do? No, actually, in broadcast, actually. Really? Yes, sir. Yeah, I work for a Spanish uh, radio station, and uh, we do. we have several sports shows, talk shows, and I also do play-by-play and, and analysis for uh, some of our events, including soccer, hockey, basketball. Wow. Okay, Jay, can I ask you a Spanish question? Yes, sir. How do you say wife in Spanish? Esposa. When the police arrest you, Jay, and they put handcuffs on you, what are those called in Spanish? Esposa. That's right. Whoever this guy was <laughs> who invented your language that you speak so beautifully— I got to meet this guy that he says the, the same word for your wife is the word for handcuffs. Got to meet this guy, right? Hey, that's, that's absolutely true. Yes, sir. I, I had not actually thought about that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're a Spanish broadcaster and you've never known that the word for wife and handcuffs is the same word? <laughs> I had not thought about it and actually have my wife right next to me. <laughs> Are you handcuffed to your wife right now? <laughs> no. I, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> Don't you think that's hilarious? I just, it is. It just makes it is. me. It absolutely is. And, I, and you're not the first person who speaks Spanish that I know that is fluent and does spoke their whole life. And as soon as I tell them this, like I watch the wheels turn in their head and they go, Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, how can I help you? What happened to you? What a pleasure. Uh, thank you. Thank you, doctor. Um, so about uh, almost three months ago, three months ago, I was uh, exercising at home. Uh, I have a bench and mm -hmm. I was uh, on my bench laying down mm -hmm. and I was doing an exercise for my uh, triceps yes. where I put a dumbbell over my head and I just focus on the exercise 
just you know coming down and coming back up and doing the exercise on uh, uh, trying to exercise my triceps. Mm-hmm. Well, I must have pulled something because I started having some form of elbow pain mm-hmm. on the upper uh, part of, of just uh, just above the elbow and also on my forearm. Um, I let it go for a couple of weeks, and I know I'm not that young anymore. Mm-hmm. I put some ice afterwards. I let it alone. But then I still felt discomfort. Despite that, I tried to go back to exercising without lifting any heavy weight. So any of the of the weight that I was doing was maybe with a three-pound or, or my wife's five-pound. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and that's what I was doing, but the pain was still there. Well, to this day, I still have pain, and I can't. And, and when I grab things like my, my water bottle, it hurts. Okay. And uh, so let's let's do some anatomy right now. Say, okay, I'm gonna call you. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you've you, you've listened to the show. You know what Clapper Vision is? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. I I want you to now take your hands, palms up, right? Yes. The elbow, your elbow, which is which side is it, right or left? Left. Okay. And are you a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. Good. Okay, so it's your non-dominant arm. With your palms up, is the pain in your elbow on the thumb side or the pinky little finger side of your elbow? On the thumb side. Great. Okay. So you have a classic tennis elbow better known as lateral, because that's what we call the thumb side of the elbow is lateral. Uh, The other side is called medial. The little finger side with your palms up of the elbow is the medial side. So you have lateral epicondylitis. Epi means the tip. Condyle is the shape of that side of your distal humerus bone, your arm bone. You may have been doing your triceps But in fact, what you ended up hurting is the attachment of the three main muscles that allow you to extend your wrist. It was actually in holding the dumbbell that you hurt yourself more than extending your elbow. The clapper vision is the reason it's so painful and it's been painful for so long is that the way the muscle attaches to the bone is like two pieces of Velcro that you just press together. That's how the muscle under the microscope looks to us, uh, and they're called Sharpie's fibers. That's how they interdigitate thousands, millions of little insertions into the bone, like the Velcro. And what you did in that episode is you literally separated, just like you do with the Velcro. You ripped the muscle right out of the bone microscopically. And it has not gone on to heal yet. The mistake that most doctors make, physical therapists, patients, internet, God knows where people get information, is that they see this injury as inflammation. So you'll meet a doctor, you'll go to an orthopedic surgeon, and they'll say, let me give you a cortisone shot. Let me give you a forearm band. Let me give you pills to take for inflammation. No, this is not at all related to inflammation. You know what this is? This is because you are now 40. You're not as flexible and elastic. Remember, Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles tendon. This happens in your 30s. We become a less, less elastic. God help you when you become 40. 
altacocoritis, we call it at Cedars. You're getting older, less <laughs> elastic. So you rip things rather than stretch them. This is a degenerative tear in the muscle. And so for me, the greatest way to not only get the pain to go away, but more importantly, Jay, to keep it from coming back again is to strengthen the muscles around where the tear is, and then your pain will go away. So I'm going to try to describe to you how to do the exercise. So you're going to take your forearm and rest it on a table. You're going to grab the three-pound dumbbell, and you're going to let that, grabbing the dumbbell, your arm is resting on the table, and you're going to now gently try to extend your wrist holding the dumbbell with your wrist hanging off the end of the table. You're going to now try to extend the wrist with the dumbbell. Believe me, it's going to hurt immediately. So do it once or twice, pump it, ah, pain, put the dumbbell down. An hour or two later, you're at your computer, you're making phone calls, whatever you're doing, watching TV, go do that exercise again. Do it till it hurts. Stop. Don't kill yourself, but do it to fatigue. I need you to do this four or five times during the day. You're not going to be better in a week or two, but I promise you, about three, four weeks into it, your pain will be gone and it won't come back again. That's how I like to treat tennis elbow, lateral epicondylitis, which is different than everyone else who wants to give you shots and pills and all kinds of other monkey business, which I hate. This will help you. God forbid three, four weeks goes by and it's not, then you need an MRI and uh, that's what you should have done. And then you'll call and I'll go over your MRI with you if you want with Clapervision on the radio. But I'm extremely optimistic, Jay. If you do what I say, you'll get better. All right, that sounds good, Dr. Clapper. I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And i got to ask you a question. What did your father yes, do for a living? <laughs> He's in sports casting as well. Really? Ah, yes, sir. <laughs> following in his footsteps. I love that. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you, a pleasure to help you. Listen, if it persists, then you and I need to talk, okay? Sounds good, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Jay. Listen, I just help you. You're a total stranger. You find a total stranger today. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. I will do that. All right. Thank God you, bless sir. you. All right. Warriors, we'll take a break. Coming back, we're going to tell some stories. I'm going to tell some stories. And I also have to tell you where the best chocolate sorbet is and where you can find it. And at 8.15, can't wait to talk to Terry Glass. He's the topic today. Fabricating, customizing tools. He does it for farmers. I did it for surgeons. In the world of art. The world of sports, the world of surgery. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. It's good to be king, right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers. <laughs> 